Welcome to DevReady Podcast, where we're helping non-techs build better tech. Today, we're joined by Amanda Fay. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of Pitch Portal. Amanda, thanks for Lovely joining us. Lovely to be here. Thanks for asking me. No, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey so far and just digging in a little bit more about the Pitch Portal and what it can offer the community, especially um, from a startup perspective or people building technology. So I'd love to hear a bit more. But First and foremost, um, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your background and your history. Sure. I come from a professional services background. I'm a, a corporate communications consultant and, and um, ran a marketing firm for several years. Um, and uh, I, I literally got to a place in my career that uh, I thought, okay, am I going to be treading that hamster wheel for the rest of my life or am I going to try and use my skills um, to create another type of revenue source? And, um, and it always pained me that, um, that I would be making my clients a lot of money because of the skill set that I had. I'd get them great exposure. I'd get them great connections. I'd, I'd iron out um, issues so that they can actually steer forward. And I thought, gee, wouldn't it be great if I could use my skills to invest in the client's work? And, you know, it, you know really retrospectively, if I claimed 1% equity of every project I worked for on, I would be a very wealthy lady right now. So this idea really just kind of um, baked with me, what's the word, baked, you know, sat with me for a long time. And I started asking colleagues to say, you know, is, what do you think? Would you, would you do that? And, and overwhelmingly people uh, in the professional sphere were saying, yeah, that's a great idea. It doesn't mean we have to give away our day job. You know, we work for clients. We do project work. We say three month, three month gig, move on to the next client. If you know, in most cases, so the idea just kept bubbling away, and I thought, look, this there's something here, and you know, park that, and then looking at the startup sphere, um, and the the massive gap between that launch pad and you know developing an idea and and kind of almost drawing the businesses in. Um, and, you know, three years down the track, you've mortgaged your house and you've spent hours on this thing. And there's just an increasing leap between that stage and being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, attractive to venture capital where you can actually scale. Yeah, there's a big, there's a big, big hole in there, isn't there? Yeah, there's a gap I, I, um, that everyone's It's almost of. unspoken mm-hmm. because it's, there's such a fury in the beginning stages of startup land where there's, you know, launch pads and, and um, you know, mm-hmm. um, mapping out plans, whiteboarding, I can't remember the... Accelerators. Yeah. Well, accelerators kind of assist in this area yeah. as well, but, I mean, mm-hmm. they're hard to get into. Um, and and mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, it's it just seems to be a good match You've got these professional services that the money would be spent on if they got it from venture capitalists. They're they're trying to find different ways to diversify their income. You've got startups looking for these skills to get them to that next level where they might be attractive or they could be in the market. And um, it just seemed to be an obvious match. And um, it's it's quite different to the co-founding offer because... There's a lot of co-founding, you know, angel list and matching services. We don't want to co-found anything. We want to kind of do our job, you know, help you get to where you are and maybe three years down the track get get um, get a result, get some, you know, revenue that's higher and longer term than if we'd be just doing a fee-for-service model. It's definitely an interesting model and um, 
it occurs across the industry already, um, but I think it's putting it in one play where people can access and just putting it out there as a as a platform play it makes a lot of sense in this space. Um, and I think from a vetting perspective, how do you vet people in it? Because I think that's really important when we're delivering technology or any piece of um, an early stage business is we're working with the right people, the right partners. How do you approach yeah. that and how does that come about within the platform? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll address the first thing first. It, it, we are, we call it the, the support economy. So we're like the support economy happens in the in your own kind of ecosystem, in your own uh, personal contacts, um, business networks where they might do your favour, you might buy them a slug of beer, um, they might do cheap rates and yeah, we're effectively that's that's really what we're doing, but on a great grander scale. So that's a lot of door door knocking for people, and you know it does wear thin on personal relationships as well. So you know you're talking to people who've been doing this in their business for three years. You're not going to have your best friend give you free services or, or cheap services or exchange you know a night out for you know, for that long. So what we're doing is we're kind of expanding that support economy because we've got like over a thousand experts saying, yeah, we're willing to come to the party. So um, there, there's that. And there's also, there are organisations who do trade in, um, in trade in equity services, um, but the, it, the stakes are getting higher. It, it is, we're becoming more sophisticated as a startup community. And, uh, you know, several articles in recent weeks even are saying, you know, there's more more sophisticated startups, more money in the industry, but there's more choice and there's more competition. So if you're a business who is who trades in equity or if you're a venture capitalist looking to, um, you know, invest in early stage startups, would you choose one that's turning over 250 a year or would you choose one that's pre-revenue? And that's the gap. There's There's the gap. Um, as far as vetting the uh, the experts, we um, we do we do a nominal vet. So we we basically make sure they say who that, who they are. But this is business. It's like going to to Google. You need to do your homework. You need to do your due diligence. Uh, it's a business transaction. And I think what the site tries to do is you know take it away from that you know backslap and handshake and make it a business transaction. And we've introduced tools to to support that. Value the time that the the expert is providing with real kind of remuneration, and you know, getting the startup to kind of seeing it as you know. So I might not be paying the full fee set here, but these are valuable services. Yeah. On those tools that you've introduced, are they more around legalities and contractual arrangements, or how does that sort of um, assist? Yep. And what are the tools? So we've got we've got two key, we've got three key tools, and these have been introduced um, to to really um, respond to an, to to demand. Really, um, a lot in our early stage of development, we got a lot of um, questions about you, you know are, these these develop these startups are young and they're um, you know they're sometimes green and how are you going to protect them from the vultures and what are you going to do and I'm like I don't know I really don't know but um so what we did is we thought okay we've got this community of experts we've got like thousands of experts sitting on the site um let's incentivize them to provide a little bit of advice even if they're not investing with their time let's incentivize them so we've got introduced a tool called the lab where the businesses throughout the journey can actually put questions up and we incentivize 
the experts with points to come and, and share that um, that knowledge and that wisdom. Um, that's one thing. But, you know, it's a bigger picture. You're not going to help uh, the journey, assist the journey in full with just a kind of, you know, a, a Q&A type thing. So we're, we've introduced an interface that engages, with, which is a, a free tool for um, startup uh businesses or small business businesses that support these or the startups and the businesses to um, help them manage their mentors and in doing so we are able to push our users through to them and say hey you need support you need to be part of this bigger ecosystem because you've got to understand that the startup ecosystem is really clicky and the people I'm talking to aren't necessarily you know all connected to that ecosystem certainly not the professionals they don't even know it exists so, um, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of expand that, that, um, that community, that, that support economy to, um, you know, to, to build awareness of what's out there for support. And the third tool, which is the most important, is called the My Projects. And My Projects is a dual sign-off um, milestone management tool. And um, basically what we encourage people to do is once they – um, that the, the process is the business will put the details of their 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 pitch their opportunity up online the experts can review and express interest at, at any time and um, and then they can come up with an agreement now we can help to broker that agreement there's services to support the development of the pitch there's services all throughout but everything is free if you, if you if you need it to be um, and then once they come up with an agreement we say okay great it's a business transaction. Let's document it in a heads of agreement, which is our milestone management tool. Let's break it down in small pieces um, and, and agree on each, each section of this job and let's develop an exit strategy of what if something goes wrong, then we can do something, um, you know, to, to counter that or we can just say bye-bye or you can pay me part fee or whatever it might be. But let's do that. Let's sign it off. So, you know, if it, if things do get messy, which sometimes they do, um, well, with, it, with the backs, we know everyone goes into it with such um, excitement, you know, yeah, man, I can do this, I can do that. And it's not documented. So three months down the track where the professional service provider is, um, you know, it, it thinks, oh, I'm doing way too much work and you're not delivering. Mm. It, they've got nothing to fall back on. And same with the startup. Mm -hmm. Hang on, you told me you do all this stuff and here I am just waiting for it. They've got nothing to fall back on. So if it's documented up front, signed off, that can be used in, it's, it's not a, a legal agreement, but it can be used to back a legal agreement. And, um, okay. yeah, it, it's kind of a protection mechanism, which I'm, I'm actually quite passionate about because I've seen these things go terribly wrong. Oh, and we all have. And this is the reason why the Devery podcast exists because um, the, the history of the store is back in 2019. We had a group of um, five startup founders and one business, I think, thrown in there. It was basically a week or two come to us and they all invested over $1.2 million collectively uh, between them and got nothing to show for it. Uh, the first lady on our podcast was Judy Salmons. She, um, I, I spoke, we spoke between Anthony and I and we said, let's share some stories. Let's see if anyone's interested. So we shared her story first. She, she ended up spending four, $500,000 on a product that was originally quoted at 50000 Eventually got a product yeah. that took her five years longer. So yeah. these, these stories are continuous in the industry. They're always happening and we're always just how can we share content that can help people in different ways? And I think that's why we connected on the pitch yeah. portal. It's because 
that can at least give some protection and also expose people to different things yeah. because sometimes um as a as a um a, a business that delivers consulting as a core business the area and business um that business gets x amount of opportunity that comes to it and sometimes you might jump on something you think it's a great idea and uh, in reality you haven't done any vetting uh, early stage stuff can can go anywhere yeah. so i think it's good for both ends to protect the consultants to get more content and then also the the startups to make sure they're getting an outcome as well. It's very hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that's what that's what I'm finding. Um, you know, we we started we really started rocking about a year ago, and um, yep. we're expected to find a lot of you know fresh ideas and mm-hmm. um, you know you know and we do we get a lot of visual visual things. They're not necessarily the ones that do really well. The ones that do really well are the ones who are have their back against the wall. And I have, I have right. a, and, and they've already, as I said, they've already worked 300, you know, three years and mm-hmm. put $300,000 mm-hmm. into it. And they they don't, they can't go backwards. Um, they've worked way too hard to go backwards and there's nothing really to support them moving forwards. And I've got a very good friend of mine who's, you know, who's, who's been exactly that situation and, mm-hmm. you know, had has decided to kind of put it down just throw that away um because you don't hear about these no they share is the stories aren't shared yeah. and um there's been a few of those on our podcast just um yeah. if anyone wants to go back and listen there's been a couple of those within the within the train where the people go only so far um uh we had a story uh paul um his surname eludes me but i he basically um, invested the house, lost the home. Um, yeah, sad story, but he's regrouped, yeah. reassessed, and jo- gone on a new journey, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. I think those stories need to be shared because this is not all perfect, and it's not all roses. Um, you're building a business, um, and the chance of a business succeeding, what is nine in 10 in the first yeah. 12 months, yeah. or something like that, is will fail, and uh, it gets even more gloomier as we go along. So, yeah. not um, to deter yeah. people because the wins are big. You know, no. if, if we get to yeah, the market, the wins are big. Oh, and my, my from my experience being in um, both in a consulting business and a startup product, so we run a startup product as well. Um, it's it's more about if you look at it from a business perspective and just numbers on a board. I think that's that's one way to look at business, but it's also it's a it's a journey and it's a it's a growth, it's a people journey, it's a connection, it's a network journey. Um, it's it's a, a very big learning experience. And it's something, um, if you're up for it and willing to commit and go all in, um, would recommend it to anyone that's yeah. got that, that confidence in themselves. And you'll learn that along the journey, provided you're all in committed. Um, and get the right mentors and advice. It's important because if you get that information up front, it's going to serve you and save you five, 10 years and maybe um, get you to a, a move faster rather than yeah, being stuck in your own way. So um, that's some of the advice that I would give to everybody out there. Get some people on your side that have been there, done it before and proven experience, not just, yes, we're, um can help consult in a certain area, but they have to have proven. 100%, 100%. And, and you know, you know, while I, I say a lot of our, our users are exactly that story you know there it's like oh my god i've got nowhere else to turn yeah. i've you know um Interesting. It, it, what a great opportunity for the investor i mean seriously these guys have done 
you know, there, there's, mm-hmm. I'd say the majority have put in excess of $50,000 into their, their project. They've right. done their market veri- ver- verification. Mm-hmm. They've done their research. They've, mm-hmm. Some of them are in the market. Some of them are, you know, fantastic opportunities. What a great opportunity to dive dive into! It's hard. you've done, they've done the hard work. So, um, you know, as to say, as a PR consultant, really, I'm just riding a wave. And you know, if my four week gig doesn't pay off, well, that's a you know, it's an easy entry for me. It's a it's a low risk really. For I'm dedicating my four weeks to do your launch campaign. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that there's just so much benefit to be had for people being flexible. And when I say investment, it's not all free. You know, a lot of our businesses have money to spend on freelancer or Upwork, but they, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't you rather spend money on someone locally that have has credentials, that has track record, that is within our legal system? Um, and that's, you know, that's pretty much where it comes. And our arrangements can be part payment, staggered payment, profit share it doesn't have to be all equity it's really what yeah, i think like. that's important um because in sometimes i've seen it in the past where people jump in um from a technology delivery perspective they overcommit from the consultants in or the the business end and then they find themselves stuck between a rock and a hard place where they're basically giving up free services completely free services and then they can't afford to pay the bills. So what happens, they drop the project and they focus on revenue generating projects. Yep. So uh, there is a fine balance between if you're a service provider, um, if it's a big, if it's a short-term thing that's that can be sustainable. If it's a six, 12 month initiative, it's not really sustainable to expect someone to take full equity for that mm. and not make any income. And I think, yeah, people need to be aware of what they're asking of the service providers too, and I just find a nice model that's going to suit everyone. Yes, they might not make any profit, but maybe that's the model where they can part share in some sort of revenue split or whatever it might be for a period yeah. of time. There's plenty of options Absolutely. out there that can serve people better. And whatever yeah. it takes, and that's when I I get asked the question: you know, what what does that what does a flexible payment yeah. arrangement look like? Like whatever it takes, you know, offering yes. <laughs> food for the next six months, fine. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. just, um, you know, it's okay. it's about being flexible with what a business yes. transaction yes. looks like, but in, in a way that everyone wins. So we, um, one of our subscriptions for our expert side is to increase the chances of um, the, the expert, the service provider, to to get access to the pitches that have budget to spend on, on the investment, so it's not pure um, equity or profit share or promises or you know um, uh, promissory notes and things like that. So um, you know the, we 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 that's one of the ways we're monetizing by saying okay we've and they they're there. You know I'd, I'd mm. say about thirty percent have budget to spend on the pitch, but mm-hmm. not the whole pitch. One of one guy had fifty thousand yes. dollars. You know, to mm-hmm. to kind of put towards a, a an expert a fee, knowing the project's costing lots more. But let's subsidise. Mm-hmm. Let's both come to the table. And I think that kind of commitment's got a lot of value because everyone's mm-hmm. putting skin in the game. Everyone's kind of vested in in the the success. And I think that's yeah, that would be my my perfect model for the for the platform. Mm-hmm. And on a playing devil's advocate, one of the challenges with the model I see is. Um that consultant really has no say in what the business does. So as soon as you take a small percentage share, that 
the ball's in their court. So from their end, it's about vetting the people you're working with and getting an understanding of who's founding these businesses, what, are the, what does this team look like, are they willing to learn, listen to advice. Some of these things are very important when you dig in and want to do something like this because in reality, the ball's in their court to make this happen. You're only a piece of that little puzzle. So <laughs> that's one of the things I'd say from that side yeah, of the Yeah, but fence. that's not unlike a normal investment. Yeah. yeah, and you do have yeah. you have to Correct. do your due diligence, and we we really drill that in for, on both sides. You know, you you can be blown away by an idea, and our our pitch mm. upload process, the, the information mm-hmm. requirement, is deliberately yes. detailed because you know you we we don't want to put, hey, this is a great idea. I've not done any research, and I, you you know we want that's kind of going back to that vetting. That's how we vet our pitches. If they if Makes they sense. um. That they complete details about their market. Mm-hmm. What you know? What are the, what's the opportunity? What's the you know? What's the who's involved? Um, so that, that before the expert even makes contact, they can kind of mm-hmm. um, you know review what's on offer. And I guess that's different to that uh, that that limited support network mm-hmm. because. The, you know, there's a lot of consultants that hang around startups, the ecosystem, mm-hmm. startup hubs and things like that and, mm-hmm. you know, are interested in this kind of model. But then they have mm-hmm. to vet every single startup to find something. They Whereas do, we've got it there, front and centre. Front and centre, mm-hmm. you can read about it. So, Yeah, the vetting is the, probably the hardest part with any investment, right? Absolutely. So you, you need to put a – I think that's – some of the challenges that people might get stuck in, you're an investor at that point if you go in this, this sort of model. So first point of call is, yeah, loving idea is one thing, but understanding all the other parts of a, a business and the people and the the commercialization and everything involved mm-hmm. needs to be put up front. Otherwise, um, yeah, it can be a little bit challenging come to delivery, that's yeah. for sure. And the, yeah. the thing is, this is this is what we kind of, it was almost like a light bulb moment. It's like, hang on a minute, we've got all these experts who can actually guide this process. So the site, although it's transactional, it's, you know, here's my pitch, mm-hmm. here's the services I can offer, yes. it, we do support the journey in a big way by drawing on the experts. And that's not only in the lab, but that's, you know, for if they mm-hmm. if they, if they identify that they um, there might be work needed to kind of present a really comprehensive pitch, we, we actually mm-hmm. engage our experts to... Um, to come in and, and paid work to to um, help them. I think that's um, that's important because you don't have all the answers generally if you're starting something new or you may have been three years in, so you may be more progressive in terms of what you've done, but um, not everyone has all the answers. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, getting as much advice and input is, is paramount, especially at the beginning stages of what you're trying to yeah. do. Yeah, and you don't yeah. have to have everything. You don't have to have all the ducks no. in a row, but... You need to be able to yeah. present a good argument, a good proposition for it, even to kind of go to the next level. Okay. And how does that get vetted? Is that vetted on your end first, or is that the experts coming to that piece as well? How does so that... what we've got right. for the the, the from the pitch side, do you mean? Yeah. Mm. So... Yeah. So when that pitch actually goes onto the platform, mm-hmm. what's the process to get it there? Well, the the um the the business owner, the we call them business owner experts. So the business owner, um. The, that we've, we're actually introducing a new tool which will be ready in the next couple of days, which is a survey tool. So we've we that they that basically they can land on the site and they can develop a pitch. And the pitch upload process is 
ask them a series of questions for them to kind of present their pitch page, which is available to all the experts to kind of have a look. So you've got one shot at this, you know, if it's not good, (laughs) you know. So kind of make sure they're on page to see gauge where they are. We've actually, we're introducing a a tool, which is a survey tool, which is to see, are you pitch ready? So what we do is we ask all those key questions, you know, um, and we score them in in a way that, that, you know, along a spectrum of, um, what level they might be at. So okay. if they're not happy with that score, well, we, we've got free and paid tools that they can engage with after that and um, and kind of, you know, work out where, what's missing and, and see if we can actually help them get better equipped to present a proposition. We don't expect them to be, you know, perfect, but, you know, the, all the experts are business people. So, this Abby, you know, they know what they're looking for. So yes. let's meet them. Let's let's present something they're going to really engage with. Okay. So it's looking at the business model as an entirety, um, not just one piece of it. Do you get um, a variety of different businesses? Is it tech-focused? Is it just anything and everything? How does uh, that sort of land? We've, um, no, we've, we've actually had a range of, we've had brick-and-mortar businesses come on board okay. um, looking to expand overseas. Um, they've already got a yes. revenue, which it's kind of one of my favourite okay. kind of businesses. They've already got a revenue. So if they're going to, if you're going to help them get to that next level, then you've got all that margin to play with. Okay, you know, I'll take 50% of that for three years. Thanks very much. Um, And we've got uh, social enterprise. Uh, We've got, yeah, tech. We've got, we've we've actually, we've got um, uh, um, mental health platforms. We've got a whole spectrum. And I'm I'm actually, there's one thing I'm really proud of. It's the caliber and the diversity Mm -hmm. of pictures that we have online. And, um, and and also the, the success stories. We, you know, one amazing project, I just, it blows my mind, was this amazing um, social enterprise, well, potential social enterprise that uh, the, the, the founder's a nurse and he goes, he, he's, he basically um, had, started providing um, remote healthcare to remote community, okay. coastal communities on his boat. And said, this isn't sustainable, you know, this isn't sustainable. So he found a machine in Norway that converts plastic bottles into oil and that can run his boat and create a profit by selling excess to business, to industry. He's got his expression of interest. So I'm thinking, oh, and he needs it, but he needs it. He's a nurse. He needs a business strategist. Mm -hmm. So um, Mm -hmm. he was contacted by a business strategist um, who happens to have a – a, a plastic bottle recycling plant that converts plastic bottles into bricks in Bali. And I'm like, oh, how did that happen? So, um, you know, and, you know, I get stories like that every day. One Meditech platform was about to throw in the towel. She she, she was, you know, um, had put her life and soul into this platform. And um, she was quickly teed up with a digital marketer who agreed to reduce his fees um, and, you know, until it got on the road, and um, and then she was, you know, contacted by a, a, a someone who was able to scale her business. So they're relaunching in a couple of weeks. So that was that's a project that would never have got seen light of day if it wasn't for these yeah. this support. So people say, you know, don't give all your equity away. Well, yeah, maybe if you protect your equity, fine. But if it's a matter of the business going down the drain, you know, correct. Yeah, yeah. I think people like to, and I think it's important, and it's. You, you need a business is not just one or two people. It requires so many skill sets, so many different levels of thinking, 
Um, and it's always evolving. Industries are evolving. Opinions, having different voices is also important in business. Yeah. So um, a model like this um, can definitely serve. And I'm one for partners. I think yeah, partners are a key to anyone's success and um, a nice win-win situation where partners are rewarded, business grows. I feel like, um, yeah, there's nothing better than that and more rewarding than that to be working around smart, innovative people. And I think mm-hmm. if you're bringing that to the table, it's yeah, hats off to you to bring a platform that's actually um, starting to engage and get some traction. Because last time we spoke was really early days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really good to see it's getting some traction. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, it's we kind of we lo- we soft launched at a really good time in the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. and um, yes. I mean, if you look at the stats, the you know the working from home stats in the last twelve months mm-hmm. have gone through the roof. The, the yes. freelancer platforms, their revenues have gone through the roof, and mm-hmm. um, you know, new business registrations in Australia is about you know around six yes. percent, and in America's forty percent of new business registrations. So. The startup industry, which is like I think mm-hmm. you know three billion new startups enter the the, the ecosystem every year. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like perfect timing. So we really hit the yes. ground running, um, mm. and then yeah, we just you know there was we did some media and just pretty much doubled our our registrations in twenty four hours. It was extraordinary. Um, and uh, and you know and and we've we've been tracking ever since, so it's really really great. Uh, it's really good to hear. Um, if anyone wants to find out about the pitch portal, how do they find out about the pitch portal? Where do they access yep. it? Can they speak to you? What's the process? absolutely? I'm open to talking to anyone at the yes. moment. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll wax yes. lyrically about the pitch portal for chat. hours. Don't you worry. Yes. So the the yes. website's um, thepitchportal.com. Um, uh, you know, anyone's welcome to kind of contact me, myself, on, on LinkedIn or, or other avenues, but I'm, I'm pretty much hands-on. So however they contact us, I will see them. <laughs> <laughs> it's early stage. That's, we need to be involved in Absolutely. everything. But, um, hopefully you're building a team, yeah, <laughs> a good yeah. team around you, and I imagine it would be. Um, thank you. I think, yeah, let's let's um, let it there. And um, if, yeah, anyone wants to reach out to Pitch Portal and just connect and Learn a little bit more if you're in the startup land um, or looking to build products. Um, this, this could be a good place to actually start communicating what you're doing and look for investors in different ways. Um, and if you're also an expert listening in, I think it's a good model if you, you want to have access to some more vetted or high caliber um, projects that you may be able to sink your teeth into or something that might excite you to get involved in. I think it's a, a great portal to jump on. Thank you for joining us, Amanda. Thank I really you so appreciate much. your time. And um, we'll share this out soon. And um, Hopefully it brings a bit more audience to what you're up to. Really appreciate the time. It's been great talking. Thank you.